0: Hi guys, welcome to another ed- edition of Gold Bazan. This is Pasha Hajian speaking. It's been an absolute journey. Past four years, we've been doing this since our 87th episode. Uh, time flies, and um, I'm in the beautiful, beautiful country of uh, Spain. Uh, so please definitely check out our pictures and videos of you know Ciudad del Football, which is a Spanish national team training camp. It was fantastic to see the, those players train. Um, you know what they thought about the reigning national team. We couldn't do any exclusive interviews, unfortunately, but all the pictures and everything is on our social media. We even traveled down to Portugal as well, checked out their federation and everything, and then uh, we took pictures and videos. so it's always great to have access to them, and uh, we want to thank them for even giving us this opportunity. So in this episode, Bob I could go nice I Pedro Par all our directors. You know pretty much discuss about our friendly match against turkey uh karish's you know decisions if it was right or wrong and uh, just overall brief you know chat it's a quite a long one so we hope you guys enjoy it uh nonetheless um, people have asked us it's a greece match is officially canceled it's canceled we'll be playing instead against kosovo and uh, on sunday which thankfully it's another friendly. That's all that matters before our last friendly, which is against Lithuanian Russia. But nonetheless, we hope you guys enjoy this latest episode of Gold Bazan And um, if you guys ever wanted to reach out to us, our email is at mail at goldbazanpodcast.com. Um, if you wanted to check out our website and just personally email any of our directors or contributors, goldbazaanpodcast.com, and all our information is on there. Thank you folks. Enjoy this latest episode of Gold Bazan.
1: Hi, guys, welcome to a new episode of Gol Bezan podcast. Today we will talk only about the uh, Iran friendly game versus Turkey that Iran lost two against one. Uh, with me, I have some great panelists in Sina Saemian, Alirza Pekan, and Boakolis. Hi, guys, are you ready to discuss the game?
2: Hello, ready as always. Let's
1: do it. Yeah, great. Uh, okay, a uh, quick recap in what happened. Iran played a friendly game against Turkey in Istanbul where they lost 2 1. Uh, Iran uh, considered an early girl- goal, 1 0, just after 5 6 minutes uh, by mm-hmm. Czech Tosun, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and uh, also considered another early goal in the beginning of the second half uh, and just managed to score a late penalty in the 92nd minutes by. Uh, Ashkan Dejagah that got subbed in and played for Iran after almost uh, a year of absence. Mm-hmm. Um, coming with you, Ali Azar, This is this was a, uh, a important friendly game for Iran considering the fact that this is uh, the only good opponent that Iran will will uh, play against before the World Cup although nothing bad against Lithuania, but they're simply not as good enough.
2: No, I agree, I agree. Yeah. I think this is a very good uh, opponent. Uh, okay, they had five, six key players that were not there, but still a quality team. Uh, I was a little bit shocked about the starting eleven. It was, in my opinion, uh, to uh, attacking, a lot of attack players. Um, in my opinion, uh, players did, did not uh especially the midfield did not play at the at the positions that they normally play on their teams. And, uh, and you saw that also in the first twenty minutes and the first thirty minutes you saw it, it, it wasn't the team melee that we were used to. Okay, you can do it along the Asian side, but not against a top team uh, uh, like Turkey.
1: Yeah, let's do a quick uh, recap about the starting eleven for our listeners. In goal, we had Ali Reza uh, From left to right, we had Milad Mohammadi, Morteza Poyaliganji, uh, Ruzbet Cheshmi and Ramin Rezaian. Uh, in a central defence uh, kind of midfield, uh, we had Ehsan Hojstafi and Masoud Shojayi, uh, three offensive midfielders in Mehdi Taremi to the left. In the middle we had Karim Ansari Fard and on the right Adel Reza And on top we had uh, Sardar Azmoun. Uh, Babak, how do you reckon the starting 11? Is this a, a close enough for uh, a starting 11 against Morocco for the World Cup?
3: I think that this lineup suggests to us that this is probably the lineup that Carlos Kersh had in mind to start against Morocco. Uh, The main surprise for us, uh, we probably didn't predict, was Rouzbein Cheshmi in central defense. We probably figured him playing in midfield uh, if he was going to figure. So in terms of the lineup before the game, this was probably what he had in mind against Morocco, but now... After the game, if he's anything like us, he would definitely, he should definitely have second thoughts. I mean, like uh, Reza said, uh, it was too imbalanced in midfield. They were lost. There was no unit at all. You had too many players playing out of position. You can get away with it against the likes of Sierra Leone or Uzbekistan. But I'm sorry, against Turkey, we're probably not even... On the level of our opponents at the World Cup, uh, you you couldn't. You saw that Karim Ansari farad We said initially it was a nice cameo the first time he came on midfield. We saw, we could see what uh, K. Rush had in mind, but it's not worked. And the more he plays there, the more you see that he doesn't know. He, he's not really adding to the game. He's a little bit lost over there. Then you have... Uh, Uh, who looked out of sorts in his deep-lying playmaker role. He was dallying on the ball for too long. He was not quick to release it, and he was closed down very quickly. You can get away with it at number 10 when he plays further upfield, but not when you're playing number six. And then you had attack. There was no uh, connection between the players. Parami almost didn't figure at all. Jahan Bach looked lively. Sadar was feeding off scraps. And going back to defense, Rusbechashmi had a nightmare, and I hope we don't see him there again.
1: Yeah, coming to Rusbechashmi, uh, he's been harshly criticized in this pod, and we're we being uh, we we sure know how to uh, bash the poor guy. But uh, Sino, do do you agree with the criticism uh, with Rusbechashmi in this game as well? I mean, he, he was uh, part of the both goals Iran conceded, but are, are we too harsh against him?
4: Look, I think he's definitely out of his depth playing at this level. But as as the guys mentioned, I think having a midfield, having a very imbalanced midfield doesn't help. Um, One of the things that we've always praised K.Rush for is is creating a team that plays as as a unit. And when you play as a unit, especially in defence, it kind of protects everyone from their vulnerabilities. Whereas on this occasion... Uh, there was none of that. There was not a single part of the game, whether we were on the ball or off the ball, in uh, midfield defence or attack, that we, I could turn around and say we played like a team. And when you leave your players individually on the pitch like that, especially players like Chishmi who naturally have a mistake in them, then it's almost like suicide. It's, it's the worst case scenario that you could have. Um, and we, you know, look, we're facing an opposition like Turkey who have uh, Ceng Tosin of, of Everton, a Premier League striker. Um, so, the difference in, in quality between him and cheshmi is huge. Um, in the first 15 minutes, we were playing at Highline, which I didn't really understand. So, again, you know, you're you're leaving your plays to be exposed. So, I'm I'm, I'm slightly disappointed by Kerrush with his choices there. I think, OK, cheshmi isn't the best defender, and, and we all know that, but what did he do to to protect him from from those mistakes and I don't think he did much um, in that regard and of course playing Masoud as a number six he's great on the ball he of course he can he can distribute but he always takes too long releasing that ball and um, when the opposition were in possession he was really slow to react and when we lost the ball in transition he should have been the first one to to press the guy who, who won the ball but he didn't do that he he kind of invited pressure sometimes and he was all over the place which uh, you know you need not your number 6 to try to protect um uh, your defenders and and uh, there was none of that going forward as well there was none of the combination moves that we saw um I mean on the K rush we usually win the ball and try to counter attack but we didn't really see much of that today uh, there, was, there was there's a lot that I could go on the way we pressed it was all shambolic all over the pitch i was really, really disappointed
1: yeah uh, but uh, could could you say that uh, the absence of Ezatoloi really showed off this game i mean we, we've been we've been quite uh, harsh against him as well but he's uh, he's been the guy that helped the uh, the defensive, uh, the defensive players a lot and uh, cleaning up their mess or not cleaning up their mess, but at least uh, giving uh, extra supports. And we saw that Masood isn't that kind of a guy. Uh, coming to you, Pekan uh, do, do you, how badly was a, a player like Saeed Atallah uh, missed in this game? Uh,
2: first of all, I want I want to ask you a question about uh, about uh, Cheshmi Is it fair that you are? Talking about him because he's not a set, uh, central defender. The guy has played for years as a as a six and Estelaral. He played at a t- a tournament with the national team and uh, and the central back. But he, you can see that he he cannot defend. He uh, well, cannot defend. You, uh, I don't know. He's been, I don't he's
1: been playing as a defender in Estelaral as well.
2: But then again, uh, yeah, if three if three defenders are missing. Yeah, but the problem is
4: that... Uh, Iran, Iran on the 23s in the tournament two years ago, he was yeah, a centre-back. And agree with, I, I, agree, I agree with Ali that he's not a centre-back. But, but there must be a reason that there are, there are several managers who continue to pick him as a central defender.
3: Yeah, but,
2: but what, what do, they, do they play him do you, as in do a do back four? It?
3: How much of a back does he have in a back four? That's yeah, another he,
4: question. Iran, Iranian clubs, I mean, uh, the clubs that he certainly played, uh, they don't really play especially this season yeah. uh, on the Schaefer at Estaglal he tends to play uh, in a you
2: know in a back four but at Estaglal uh, if I'm wrong tell me it's Majid, uh, it's, uh, Majid Majid is Majid Majid Hussaini with Pejma right yeah both are, are Estaglal defenders okay yeah okay so normally they play with Cheshmi uh, on the six yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even injured, that's yeah. when Chesby was playing centre back. Yeah, okay. Even if he plays centre back, I don't see the centre back that we need on the World Cup.
3: Absolutely, that's that's the bottom line. There, he, yeah. he, for whatever, however you want to look at it, he's not the yeah. solution. And it, and it, when he dropped Jalalhosseini from the squad, then you better have an, something up your sleeve. And today, yeah. the decision making was strange for me. Yeah.
2: yeah, and what I what I uh, want to say is. Normally, the national team coach uh, must select the best players at form at the time uh, for the best uh, positions. Absolutely. You cannot you cannot take Master Shojai, who played a few years ago, left winger, who plays at his uh, team as a right, left, central, uh, uh, attacking midfielder, and, and expect uh, of him to play as a six like Said. It's not possible. It's not in his... Uh, in his blood, it's not in his identity. I cannot accept it from him. Also, Esen Safi will play normal left midfielder, left winger, left defender. He plays as a six. You cannot accept it. Uh,
1: yes, and I think uh, we'll come to this issue very soon, just uh, ending the the Rusbet topic. Uh, I think yeah. that's... Uh, I, I was quite surprised and shocked about the starting eleven that's that Cheshmi started i saw this huh. game like uh, we had a, a couple of question marks of who will get uh, the opportunity did the, the chance to to play themselves into the starting eleven because we know a lot about the players such as uh, Ehsan, Mirad Mohammadi, uh, Jahan Bachsh, uh, probably Osman as well they, they're all we know they will, they will play maybe not Taremi so we had Taremi and Cheshmi uh, Giving the opportunity to show that they are playing for the starting eleven against Morocco, and I think those two were the two weakest players uh, uh, in the in the game. But as you said, we're we're quite harsh on Cheshmi because he's he's not uh, a defensive kind of guy, and against uh, a strong Turkey, Turkey, he showed that he he's not the guy that you want to have a one on one with. So, I no, think
3: no, yeah, but but we're not pulling any is, uh, bottom line, he made a schoolboy error for the goal where he went in on man very, very naively. And the second goal, he's not closing his guy down, yes. giving him a space to take the shot. So those are two two very poor defendi- defensive mistakes. And he gave away a very dangerous free kick near the end and got a booking. So he had a, the worst sort of performance he got sent
4: back. So and also cannot, I think so. Sorry, guys. I also think Purayanji didn't really. Uh, you know, I thought he was uh, poorer than he usually is I mean, we always uh, talk about he was he, uh, hidden. he
3: wasn't there he wasn't
4: throwing himself at, at the going, game. Back, was going back to the last podcast one of the reasons I mentioned Montazeri and Hosseini is because in central defence you need partnerships rather than individuals and I think the partnership between Montazeri and Majid Hosseini has worked um, in the past mm-hmm. year, Montezali mm-hmm. is arguably our best defender. Uh, um, uh, of course, it's a toss-up between him and Kurali Kianji. And I think uh, Hosseini, with his coolness and calmness, kind of complimented. these weeks are huge now going forward. Uh, of course, we have Khonsada to come in as well to test out. But
2: as Bob as said, uh, I definitely don't think Cheshmi should be... But now he's, he's also a leader. First. He's also a leader. We, we, we had no leader. He's a leader. He will he will talk with the young guy. Will, uh, tell him to, to take good at the positions. And to, coming back on the question of Pejman, of course, we decide. You see that. But I think, I think, if you work on this Jeshmi guy, he can he can uh, take over the role of of a of a, a help uh, helping center uh, backs. He can do that. He, he is uh, on the sex, He played well. He can take because Safi, I don't have any uh, trust in him. Also,
4: one of the reasons Rashmi doesn't play central midfield at any level he's played. At national team level, is because he's not mobile enough. So to put a yeah. player who's not mobile at centre back, where you constantly need to change direction, change the pace of the game. Of you know, you need to. And you have two
3: centre backs who can't turn whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Ganji, I'm sorry, but he's not the most mobile either. He's not the quickest to turn and uh, shift position. Again, so you have,
4: and he was a player who initially started as number six. So we've got two central correct. defenders who played number six for their clubs until they came into the national team setup. And, and you have three central
3: midfielders who are not central midfielders as well. No. So no. right no. through the spine, of the side, you have five players potentially, or at least four of them, we can say, who are not natural in their positions.
2: Indeed, indeed. It was uh, during the match I was watching. and Saifat came to uh, between the central backs to pick up the ball, and and I was I was thinking, what what is happening here? What is happening here? Two months ago, the, the guy plays as a striker in his club, and now he comes uh, between the central backs to get the ball and play football, and this is not his job. And I I I say it again, again he he's the coach of the national team of Iran. He's not not a club uh, coach he should uh, put players on their positions because in three weeks and two and a half weeks we have, we have got a world cup absolutely I agree with you there's too many players playing in different positions
3: so so you can't have a playing in midfield you have Masoud experimenting as, as a number six you have Cheshmi in central defense you have way too many players playing out of position it's risky it's not going to work out because you need some sort of uh, uh, let's say uh, units and you don't see do that. You see individuals playing uh, and a lot of them lost. Karim looked lost today. We're trying to do a job but he's a number 10. He but, has a number but nine. Guys, he's a central striker.
1: But guys, then, I mean, uh, I understand and I mostly agree with you, but we have this problem with Iran that at the moment we have too many yeah too many good offensive players that they do good in their clubs uh, in in Europe mostly uh, so we want them to play if not i mean it, it, then we have to play players like Amiri who is who is a natural left player and, and we saw that uh, Mehdi Tarmi didn't do anything there but do we want Obaid Amir there instead it's really hard to say uh, we saw that as you said, Masoud was uh, was uh, on the wrong position. But do we want Cheshmi there instead? I don't really know. Do we want Omid Ebrahimi there? Well, he, he's usually not as defensive as a, as a Ruzbe. So that means that uh, we will have Omid Ebrahimi at the same position as Ehsan Haj Safi. So, so we have this problem that we have good players on wrong positions. But do we want have... Uh, lesser good p-
2: players
3: on
1: but the right created, position. We created this problem. I,
2: I created so. this problem. Yeah. There are there are players who are not with the, with the squad. They can play in that position.
4: Yeah, I was just about to say he's
2: he's created that problem for himself. Yeah, we but have Ali Karimi. Ali Karemi was injured
4: a couple of yes. weeks ago, but he didn't replace him. I was expecting Ahmed Abdulaziz at least to make this squad. Not not a player that would start, but at also, least yeah. you have options there that can. That can fill in that position now. For example, you know, God forbid, God forbid if Isatola gets injured, or Shojoi even gets injured, who's going to play that number six role? He's left yeah. himself with a lot of with a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, the, the balance, the, the squad
3: doesn't have a balance. It's 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 just way too imbalanced. Uh, too many top heavy at the front end. You have great players, but you can't play them all. Play five of them, and by playing two of them in midfield, it just doesn't make sense. You have to Let's find say, the balance. I prefer only Ibrahimovic starting that this sort of performance again. Yeah. So at least I will feel specialist players in those positions.
2: Yeah, I let's say that was not injured. Okay, uh, would he have chosen? Would you have bring him with him? Yeah, he would, I think he
4: would have Ali Karimi. He would have brought him.
2: And Kamiya Yeah, Karimi.
4: Camila Vina. I. It was a player that I said you know he he should at least look at. This the closest Come we on. can get to Teemu but, of course, but yeah. he, he didn't. Um, he didn't even bring an invite him. Yeah, to but, but we squad.
3: we can't we can't we can't change the squad. But at least we can talk about what what would be the lineup. We've been talking a lot. We've been predicting the starting lineup in the last few uh, games, last few pods. But I think the reality is we have based it on what we think Karish would do, not ra- rather than what he should do. Looking at today, I hope he had a wake up call that. And he reacts to it, and a few players lose their spots in the starting lineup.
1: Thank you, Balak. Uh, uh, Sorry,
4: uh, just asking, but the way but the way yeah. he selected the squad is, you know, he's almost forcing us to think like him. Because totally if agree. You don't play, if you don't play, for example, Shoaib number six or Ibrahim, who else are you going to play? That.
2: Totally agree, but there's not a it's not a solution to play five in the back. Uh,
1: guys, um, what's positive remarks can we take from this game? Going with you, Sina.
4: What's that? Sorry, positive points, did you say?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, remarks.
4: I think Beiroman had a, a decent game. Um, I thought uh, of the second goal, he was, he was poor. I think he was indecisive, which is, again, something that we've pointed out so much about him, uh, you know, being indecisive, not making a decision. And, we saw that you know he was coming out. He, he then he decided to stay in, and then it was it was a good finish by uh, Tousen. But uh, I thought Berahama should have done better on his near post. But apart from that, he he made some really good saves. I thought um, Milad Mohammadi, as as usual, very reliable. Um, I thought he was better in second half than he was in the first half. He was a lot more involved. Um, and look, it was a very poor game, but I thought Jahomarch actually played better than he usually did for Iran. Um, and, and and I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah, and Bobak, you also tweeted out that uh, Jahan Bakhsh is uh, above the rest of the Iranian players in, in form of uh, quality. Could you please uh, explain what you mean by that? I think
3: he, I think uh, when the players looked a little bit lost in the early stages of the game, Jahan Bakhsh still looked a little bit calm, composed. He knew, he knew what his role was. He would stick the game to... Uh, Turkey, uh, he was our most dangerous outlet, I think. He looked threatening every time he got the ball, either trying to... I think it was him who uh, laid one off to Ehsan uh, Safi in the first half as well. It was a very good pass. In the second half, even, he had some good control down the touchline. He had a couple of good shots in the first half to get us back into the game and give us a little bit of, uh, let's say, forward momentum. Overall. I think in the last couple of games, Jean Bach has looked like he's bringing his club uh, mentality or club form into the national side. He looks like he feels he belongs here. He was trying too hard in the past, but I think he feels more confident
2: and comfortable.
1: Peg, Adriza Peg, do do you want to take out something positive from this game?
2: The positive thing is uh, K. is uh, not sleeping anymore. I've seen it uh how it how it went the match and he knows <laughs> that there's a lot of work to do. Uh, Morocco is a strong side, they're very fast and technical players. Uh, we cannot uh, defend like this and be uh, so uh, disorganized. Like uh, Babak said we must play as a unit and he has to uh, to find out how uh, how it's gonna happen. I think uh we must have a strong uh, defending six, defending six players, and uh, that's the only thing that, uh, that we can uh, we can perform uh, against Morocco. So the good thing is, uh, Kirush knows, he has learned, I hope, from this match, and uh, yeah, that's it. Peshmer, I have a question for
3: you. Don't you think that we have, during the last couple of years, moved a little bit further and further away? away from what makes us really strong, which was our defensive, our compact Con- defensive units. Yes. yes, we have moved more and more away from it. Today we played this high line, for me it was shocking, early stage, we were completely wide open. Pejron, don't you think we need to go back to basics maybe? Uh,
1: I think this is uh, one of the problems with playing in Asia against weaker teams. Because when you play against uh, Uzbekistan and all of the other teams, Iran is expected. Uh, Iran uh, can afford to to put a high pressure, high pressure. Because we know that the Uzbeks will have trouble with it, and even if they would succeed, then they have the the next uh, line with the defenders that would cause trouble for them. So that makes us kind of like a a a, a false statement that Iran can do that against stronger teams. And we saw that now against. Uh, Turkey that Iran is not able to have this high pressure against a team that could easily with one and two passes just go past the the Iranian uh, high pressure making them really vulnerable uh, vulnerable and creating really big gaps both in the midfield uh, and also behind the defenders. So I do believe, uh, to, to answer your question, I do believe that Iran needs to concentrate in what they do best when they play against uh, stronger teams. Play a solid defense, uh, don't, don't take any risk with the high pressure, but they should keep the high pressure, but, but don't sell themselves so easily that they did now. It was so easy for, for Turkey to just go past one two players uh, and make sure that the counter are effective because I only saw now long balls, high balls to, to the left and right, and none of them had a good address, so there had some problem there, so I think we need to go back to basics, but we should not forget what makes Iran strong as well but that's the problem with, with playing against weaker teams, uh, and Turkey gave us Iran a good lesson today and that's why I also agree with Adel Zopek that's that uh, Rush got uh, a wake-up call today on, on how to uh, create a team against uh, stronger nations such as Turkey.
4: I think we need to give Turkey a bit more credit as well because I thought they uh, they got their tactics spot on. Um, I think they did everything to, of course, make the most out of these of points, but Especially when we were in possession, they were forcing us to go along. They were closing out the channels in midfield. So we couldn't really pass the ball from the back to our midfield. And then we always struggled against the back four. I don't know if you guys remember the game against China. We, we didn't score again, uh, well away from home. And then we scored a fluke goal at home against It was specifically because of that. Um, Sina,
3: was- our tactics were wrong. We were too exposed. The gaps between our players were too You had the goalkeeper, you had the centre-back dropping to collect the ball, maybe Masoud was coming. But then we were forced to play long balls. It wasn't like we had our our midfield three coming deep to try to create a compact uh, uh, unit. But but yes, I
4: agree. That was was forced upon us because I think that might have been one of the reasons why he started with the high line. To make sure we can, you know, pass the ball around. But, of course, after the... uh, catastrophe in the first 20 minutes then he had to go deeper which means as you said the gaps would have been longer so again i think i think turkey deserves a little bit more credit but of course we were really poor but i think that was also some part of it was caused by the fact that turkey were really good with the with the tactical discipline but
3: we we, we also didn't what i didn't like we didn't look like we we're reacting to what we were seeing on tv we were not making changes it took us a long time to, to uh let's say, try to influence the game in the first half, and then in the second half, we seemed content with the way things were going. Other than the substitutions, we didn't try to mix things around or try to counter Turkey's tactics. It was just a little too passive. Uh, k seemed to me, at least.
1: Uh, guys, uh, so this was Iran's uh, wake-up call, so we're glad that it happened now two weeks before the World Cup. Uh, we'll have to you fe- don't have to face uh, Lithuania in in June because the Greece game doesn't seem to happen. Let's see if the, uh, there'll be a magic trick and Iran will play against Greece. But... It's not sure, it's
2: not sure. I have uh, heard from uh, some people who are involved that uh, they have contracts and it's difficult to, uh, to not play it because there's a big fine on it. So I don't know.
1: Hopefully you're right because Iran is another good uh, uh, opponent to 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 try these uh, errors or, or to correct these errors that that.
2: Yeah, are. but I don't think uh, Greece is going to be uh, a good opponent for us for the World Cup because uh, uh, they are also another uh, type of team that will we will play against in the World Cup. So I don't know. Uh,
1: I, I don't know yeah. if I, I agree with you because. Uh, it's hard to say how the teams will play i mean the, the the teams such as portugal and spain they're no they're no longer like, like one kind of tactic they can have two three four da- different type of tactics depending on how the game
2: uh, no but they they will control the game all the three uh, i think all the three uh, opponents of our... they okay. will control the game
3: right. Also morocco
2: they will they will control They have the quality to to control it. So uh, at the very least
3: we can set up to be defending against these side. Like today I would have wanted us to play compact, deep, close the spaces and then play them on the counter-attack. The same thing against Greece. Even if Greece is not normally a team that takes the game, we need to set ourselves up to force them to take the game to us. Since they're, I don't know if it's in Istanbul or in Greece, but we should force our opponents during these games to take the game to us, so that we can set up, we can set up at the World Cup. Otherwise, there's yes, no point yes. for us to try to uh, try to take it, the game to Lithuania when we know that we're not going to have the scenario in the World Cup whatsoever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm speaking with some uh, other agents and journalists uh, here in Europe, and they say, okay, you have uh, really good uh, taking players, in Iran, and uh, and their competitions, they're doing well. Uh, One top scorer here, the other there, and. You have really decent players, and uh, but you have no defenders. I don't see any good defenders. But if I tell them we have better, normally we have better defenders than attackers. They don't believe me. The identity of Iranian football is a counter attack. Also, guys, I think also, one of the things that
4: was kind of proven to us today as well is the fact that an early goal is almost, you know, with dead and buried. I think.
2: Yeah, we are not used to it. Any, we cannot, we cannot make the game.
4: Yeah, Any game plan we would have had, any game plan Kairos would have had, would have been dead and buried in that first minute because of the early
2: goal. Um, so that's no, why you that's
3: need to minimise the chance of that early goal, yeah, no, We
0: exactly.
3: know that when was the last time we came. So we, we, we played into their hands. We were just too exposed. Very simple. And I, honestly speaking, it's happened a lot of times in the last year, year and a half. And I felt that we've gone farther and farther away from our defensive uh, strengths we have been quite a bit lucky as well, not conceding the first goal in a lot of matches. Uh, maybe it's because it's an Asian football, uh, the opponents or the strikers are not as clinical, but you see with a half-decent striker like Cheng Tosun, uh, you, you can't give away these chances. So conceding the first goal against Portugal or Spain is probably game over, and against Morocco probably means that the best we can get out of it is a draw. So we have to make sure the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the game is taken. Um, slow
1: Guys, let's talk about uh, a major surprise that Ashkan Dejagah actually played football uh, his last game for the national team if I'm not mistaken was almost a year ago when uh, Iran qualified uh, for the World Cup against uh, Uzbekistan and then he played 20 minutes for Nottingham Forest in the championship and that's it But uh, he made a strong 20 minutes in this game. Uh, When he had the ball, he made some uh, smart plays, some good decisions. You can see that he's he's got the touch, you know, and and that's nothing that will disappear uh, with the injury. But then you have other things like like the pace and and, uh, getting in in the right mood and, uh, you know, getting that confidence back. He also scored a penalty and uh, made a really bad shots in in the last nine seconds. But uh, is Ashkan uh, all of a sudden uh, a player for the starting eleven against Morocco? What do you say, Bobak?
3: I think that uh, the players were so poor that Ashkan's cameo looked impressive enough to suggest this. But for me, he won't be able to last 60 minutes. So could could we take the risk of starting another player who's either unfit or out of position, I probably wouldn't. Uh, hopefully, in the next two games, he gets more minutes. But then where is he going to play? Does that mean we're going to play him as a number 10? Or are we going to try him deeper, like we've been trying with uh, Masoud, for example? So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm happy that he's back. But uh, if he can prove his fitness, I would keep him in a 23. But uh, I really don't know.
1: Sina, how about uh, having uh, Ashkan as number ten and moving Karim to the left side uh, and getting uh, him out of the starting eleven? Then we would have a more offensive uh, Karim that's, that's used to to play on the left side, uh, and uh, Ashkan used to play as number ten. Is that something that you can see happen? And then we'd have Safi as a number six. Yeah, Hosh will will play his position.
3: No, Eight and Asoud will be six, for example. That's the first game.
4: I'm not. I'm not. It's mostly because of his fitness. Sino, um, Sorry.
1: How, can you can you how, see how no. long can
4: he last 50-60 minutes. So that's basically one substitution gone. Uh, if he starts the game, Um but I think, as you said, when he came on and and others as well, you can tell they've had, you know, a European football education. I say uh, they were intelligent on the ball. We're making any needless running. Uh, of course, we know Dejaga, Dejaga's fitness is questionable, but uh, he was he was always there to receive the ball and give it. And, and as well as Godduce as well, he was trying to get involved was, as much as he could. Uh, I'm not sure if Dejaga uh, will be a starter, but I think he's he's a good, fresh parallax to come on for the last 15-20 minutes of a game. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what the rest of the guys think.
3: Bye-bye. I would keep him more on uh, substitute bench impact player coming in when they're a little bit tired. I, I just don't feel we can afford to give away substitution from the outset. So at this moment, uh, I would just give him more minutes to try to get a closer and then look at the game plan uh, as a p- potential game changer coming on. But I, I, speaking about coming on, Vahid Amiri came on the only logic I saw to him playing central midfield was that he's left-footed, and to try to give a little bit more balance to that central midfield. But what what was that about? Yeah, yeah.
4: I think that also means Kudus wouldn't be playing in a central role. So well, some people have been suggesting the fact that Kudus played out wide, uh, left wing, and Amiri played the left side of the midfield three. I think that's an indication that Kudus won't be playing. In that,
1: uh, in that central midfield role, also. Well. Alirez, do, do you of the guys that came in in the second half, all substitutions? Yeah. Do you think any of them did good enough to to get closer to the starting eleven?
2: It was a poor match. You cannot, uh, I cannot say. Okay, he was bad and he was playing well. It was a poor match. Also, no, I cannot say. But uh, in my opinion, um, someone has uh, has a good season. Uh, I would let him start uh, above uh, Taremi. He, uh, he can also play... We,
4: yeah. Sorry, Andrews, just think about the fact that we still have one more play to cut as well. So we yeah. still have one of the plays a... to be cut. So yeah, I, I was, I've always said it's going to be a whole or two because yeah. I don't see either of them really make that much
2: of a difference. I, I also think he will choose uh, for Qoli Zadeh. I hope uh, because I hope he will keep all Zadeh because he can also play at the left back. He's, he's a good player, but. Uh, but then, then
1: again, we have a player out of position, and uh, bringing someone as Qoli uh, I think if we're talking about risks, uh, I think Qoli would be an even major, bigger risk than than all of those guys combined. Uh, for me, Polizade, he's he's more te- uh, got good technique. He, uh, he's not afraid to to dribble, but we'll see how that works against Portugal and Spain because maybe he won't even get get that kind of chance. And do we really want to see Gualizade uh, getting high pressure from uh, I don't know, like Isco or anyone else? Yeah, but I I uh, I,
2: uh, I follow Ghalizade, uh since uh, the under seventeen World Cup. Uh, because at that moment, uh, there, there were several clubs interested in him. So I, I keep following him a little bit. He has played a lot on uh, the left back. and uh, He was really a decent player. So I don't think it's, uh, if you say it's not his position, he has played there. He is originally he is, uh, left back. In the, in the last two, two, two and a half years, he's playing left, uh, left winger. So I think he will do well.
4: Guys, we need to talk about Rami Razayon. I'll leave that for you to to discuss.
1: Okay, let, 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 let me start. Um, uh, Ramin, as just as the rest of the of the national team, the defenders had a had a tough night tonight. Um, for me, Ramin, uh, his qualities are running with the ball, uh, being off, go, doing good in in the offense, but in the defense. Uh, Although I think he's improved the last year, uh, playing in Belgium, uh, he's that kind of guy that he needs uh, support, and he needs those kind of players like uh, Omid ibrahimi like maybe Ali Karimi, like Saeed Azarloo, giving him, helping him, you know, um, making that he's not uh, alone. Or uh, if you have a player like poor ali Jan- Ganji next to him. Uh, poor Aliganji is not that kind of player that that can give that kind of support so Ramin is uh, alone lonely too often and I think if their team uh, if, if Iran's opponents want to attack they usually would come from the left side or uh, sorry iran's right side uh, where ramin is but now that they see that we're wide open in the midfield because we we don't have Said there and we don't have uh, we have massoud there instead we have given them more opportunities to to attack iran so i know where you're going sina you know the the, the roaming bashing i think he wasn't worse than anyone else to be honest no,
4: it
2: yeah, I
4: don't, it's, not, it's not much of a bashing. I just think he has the same problems as he always has, you know. He's, when he's on the ball, he's two heads down, he's, he's too slow to release in the ball. Again, again problem that, okay, maybe He's physically
3: away. not strong. There was a point he got brushed the ball like a yeah. feather.
4: Also, no, uh, when he's trying to make tackles, he's too rash. He doesn't know when to step in, when to take his step back, maybe jockey the attacker it's worrying. It's worrying because you don't want him on a one-on-one with the, with the He tackles.
3: commits too early. He commits too yeah, early. But exactly. he's
4: going to start for 100% against Morocco.
3: Yeah, but I feel he might start in the right Yeah, but,
2: but if you will do the suicide, you cannot let uh, him play against Amrabat. Amrabat is so, uh, he has a speed, he has he a strength.
3: Yeah, maybe will, not in that game. Yeah, maybe
2: he will eat so look, I think Ramin will start can so me finish the World Cup? Yeah, that, that, that can be. But Ramin should play against Amrabat because he also uh, they're two uh, the same players uh, who run a lot and work a lot, and I think uh, he can uh, can beat him, uh, Ramin But if he put Xhanda in the uh, right back, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very difficult against uh, Northern Amrabat.
3: Too many questions from this friendly, I mean, too many uncertainties have just popped up.
2: Yeah. Yes, this is, uh, this is something that the coach has to do something about it. He has the experience, he has uh, the players. But to be honest, um, he, he has the quality. He, he knows what he's doing. And at the World Cup, we will see an, uh, another, na- uh, another uh, national team. that this is uh, this is the start of something. he will you will finish it good. So I think against Morocco, you will. I think maybe he will also uh, change the st- uh, strategy. That uh, we play uh, with a counter attack. So. Uh, it's yeah, be I mean, good.
3: He, he's done it before. He's done it before. He's uh, got us guessing, and then he completely turned around 100 with different tactics and different players. So, I mean, the, the only thing I can say is Carlos Kiros is not a not a stupid man. He sees no. he's, he's what we see. Uh, and, OK, maybe he, he looks at things from another angle. But he cannot deny to himself that Ruzbet Cheshmi worked at centre-back or Masoud Shoja worked at number six. Or he sees the same problems. He saw Karim a little bit lost. And I don't think he's going to keep the same starting line-up uh, I, I think today what it did mostly exposed a lot of holes in our team. At least one or two of them will be changed. I, I just can't see the same lineup. It doesn't unless uh, unless they do something really special in training to suggest that this was a one-off. Yeah,
2: the only s- thing I hope the only thing I hope is that Carlos needs to stop with his uh, with his own uh, little boys, you know, to to let them play and let them make minutes in the World Cup. He must. Who are these little boys? Uh, people know. People know. People that follow football know. He guys. should. He should let the decent players play. You know. No. And not always uh, choose for the for the same players that that have no quality.
1: Guys, guys, guys. Uh, you have a lot of interesting points. I just want to a final short uh, discussion topic, and that's Sardar Azmoun. Uh, for me, he was the most interesting player for Iran. Uh, you could clearly see that uh, every time he got the ball, he wanted to do something uh, uh, offensive. He, he wanted to do something that could create an opportunity or a goal. And he almost got a goal uh, stealing the ball from the from the Turkish goalkeeper. Just quick, uh, we start from you, uh, Sina. Uh, how did you rate Salah Osman against Turkey?
4: Yeah, as you said, I thought I thought he was trying to carve uh, a few opportunities from almost nothing. Um, but he, again, he was he was feeding on scraps. Um, there was not sh- there was not much uh, opportunity being created. There was not a lot of chances, and even if there was, he almost created it for himself. Like the the chance that he had at the end uh, when he almost stole the ball off the of the goalkeeper. Um, so again, he was he was working really hard. He was trying hard, and as. Bo- mentioned in one of his tweets I think the fact that he lasted till 80th minute is a is a positive point um but yeah I mean it's hard to judge him on this game because uh, as I said you know we weren't really creating that many opportunities but when he did get on the ball I thought he was he, he was okay he was all right
1: Pekon, do you want to add anything up to that
2: no, no I agree with him. He was he was he was not bad but he, was, he did nothing special yeah it was a hard game for him but but uh, his teammates are playing too far from him, so there was no uh, no connection. So this will uh, this will get better in the next matches.
1: Okay, guys, once again a great episode. Uh, it's been a blast to talk to you guys about the Iranian national team. We always uh, seem to end up uh, discussing. Uh, If not Beravan, then Cheshmi But uh, it just shows uh, that uh, we have a lot of interesting topics to discuss ahead of World Cup Uh, Stay tuned for more episodes of Golbezan We will have a a topic or or a new episode again for the Lithuania game And of course we will be updating regularly during the World Cup And making sure that you guys uh, get all you need from the Iranian national team uh, until then, make sure to subscribe, follow us on golbezanpodcast.com on Twitter, golbezan on Instagram as well. And don't hesitate to contact us and we'll be glad to hear from you. Uh, until then, have a lovely day.